0: This episode is sponsored by the AudioFlow LLC, headed by Jacqueline M. Protho.
1: Welcome to AudioShelf,
0: a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany.
1: And we are the voices in your head. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Oh, we should change elephant with lion. And then we have the last elephant in New York City.
0: Also, we shouldn't. Oh, concrete jungle. Yes. Also,
1: the classic 1940s song came in my head. The boy from New York City. The last elephant in New York City. I don't know that one. No, Mm-mm. no. I think Bette Midler did a cla- uh, like a remake of it.
0: Oh, I am not educated in that. Ooh, <laughs> ooh.
1: <laughs> so this episode today is the last elephant in New York City. If you couldn't already tell,
0: yeah, <laughs> we sang two different songs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the author is Elizabeth Kelly. The narrator is Richard J. Riemann. He's a good old pal that we used. We did a review on. Back in the day,
0: way back in the day, way back in the day, 2017.
1: (laughs) The publisher is Beast and Bones LLC.
0: How like badass is that publishing
1: company? It sounds like a young adult fiction novel.
0: It really does. Also, I think the LLC comes before the Beast and Bones, which is Is, awkward. Does it? That's how it was listed in Amazon. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. It's not
0: usually how it is in business I don't Mm -hmm. think but
1: I mean Beast and Bones sounds threatening it does and I'm afraid of it
0: I want to do everything that they lay out for us because I'm scared
1: exactly and I think it's a great publisher name Mm -hmm. the audiobook release date was July 18th 2018 a last month yeah it's a summer book yeah the duration was one hour and three minutes and the genre is animals That's all. That's all. Just animals and rescuing, rescuing animals.
0: Rescue, and I think also Amazon listed like action and adventure, but I didn't, I didn't get that from this book too, too much. So I,
1: I can definitely see the action part, but not the action so much as like Sylvester Stallone action. Yeah,
0: like I imagine jumping through fire. Yeah. When I hear action,
1: not just trying to find a big truck to fit the elephant in.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
1: So let's what tell us the summary of this story.
0: So our summary was taken from who else but Amazon.
1: What's up, Amazon?
0: The last elephant in New York City is the story of Maxwell, a the onion, the Ghanaian,
1: Ghanaian, Ghanaian. Wait, Ghanaian? Ghanaian? Ghanaian, Ghanaian. That's it. Good job.
0: A Ghanaian wildlife ranger, Jesse, an American researcher, and the elephant that united them. On a decades-long mission of compassion, this is a journey of heartbreak, hope, and redemption, laid out in snapshots like memory itself. Illustrating the worst and best of humanity, it's a glimpse of parallel worlds, the ongoing sorrows of African elephant poaching, and the struggles of life for elephants in zoos. Listen to it with someone you love, inspired by actual events. Mm.
1: I have to agree. I would rather listen to this with someone I love.
0: Did you not listen to it with Benny?
1: Oh, I did listen to it with Benny. There's someone you love. Oh, and it was like, he's an animal. And he's a
0: rescue. He's a rescue. <gasps> there you go.
1: He probably loved this book.
0: He probably would.
1: my goodness. Did you know they make audiobooks for dogs, by the way? No. I was on, I was contacting ACX today. Okay. And it was most frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. Which audiobooks are best for my dog?
0: Hold up. Wait a minute. I know. How can we narrate
1: a book for a dog? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think that's the next goal. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. That's amazing and adorable. And I need it.
1: And then better yet, we should narrate books for elephants as well.
0: Oh, yes. Because all elephants need an audiobook. Yes. To get ze- them through their days. I mean, they
1: paint. They, they might do. as well listen to audiobooks. They do.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true.
1: But yeah, reading for dogs, I think that's our next go-to.
0: Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. oh, let's yes. talk book. about this book by Elizabeth Kelly. First off, I am a little shocked that it is such a new book just because it feels like a classic story.
1: Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. the the
0: the cover art of it seem like kind of puts it in a different time period a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. But then also just the I don't know, the the message of it mm-hmm. is is such a like ongoing struggle and it feels like she's, like, one of the first people to tackle it. Exactly. And I don't know why.
1: You know, it's weird. I kept thinking about Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes. I I kept thinking about them darn poachers. And, yes, this is about an elephant, but, like, these poachers that were trying to hunt down this gorilla and Mighty Joe Young. And I kept thinking, why do these people still exist? And how do we keep letting them exist?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I keep saying okay, but seriously— there's an episode of Adam Hates Everything, which I hate Adam, so congratulations, you won. Um, and he goes on to explain why poaching is necessary and that there are wildlife preserves that like allow it and it's basically to keep the population of these things in check and that it's actually good. And I'm just like, you know what? Screw you, sir. If there were no people, then the world would be a better place.
1: The only God darn thing that I want poached... Are my eggs? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, I want a nice egg, Benny. Mm. I have been dreaming of an eggs Benedict for like the past four weeks,
1: girl. That's my everyday wish. <laughs> but yes, poaching is ridiculous. I, I I just get this image of them with keys. Uh huh. And come here, little elephant, elephant,
0: come here. I don't think that's quite the process, but I think you're on to something with yeah. It.
1: And I, I just I think of them as villains. They're horrible creatures. Yes. And it makes me think of them, dentists, that that, like hunt the animals and like in like Africa and stuff, and like hunt the lions. Dentists. You know the dentists. Uh, Is that their last name? No, the dentist that was like hunting lions.
0: The dentist. And he
1: got he got like he got a a lot of trouble because he caused an extinction, or he like he like helped extinct. Extinct one of the animals he
0: helped extinct <laughs> I do not recall what the dentist but I do recall those like 20 something blonde girls that are like oh look at my boobs and look at me hunt I'm such a I'm such a like guys girl because I love hunting and yes. I love having my boobs out
1: yes and I'm wearing a hat that's backwards yeah and I have a flannel on and
0: I have bleach blonde hair <laughs> don't uh-huh. you want to like date me my gun is pink oh Ooh. my god uh-huh. yeah like I I only think of them and it's disgusting what they do because I don't think it's cute or fun or funny.
1: No, it's it's inhumane Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, but animals kill other animals for survival needs.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why we eat animals like cows and pigs Mm -hmm. is for survival necessities. Yeah. But- the reason why poachers are killing elephants is not to feast on or or eat them or any sort of endangered animal. It's just for the prized possessions that they can take from them, and it's just to say, "I hunted this thing."
1: No one should have a, an elephant tusk unless it's an elephant that needs its tusk. Yes, right.
0: Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Like if if you are if you are doing something called trophy killing, mm-hmm. then You're a gross person, and I hope that somebody hunts you one day.
1: Exactly. And I hope one of those tusks that you rob off of an elephant gets stuck up your butt.
0: I was literally thinking gets stuck up your butt. Exactly. Oh, my God. We are so on the same wavelength. On the
1: same wavelength.
0: And I feel like we're kind of maybe on the same but an angrier wavelength as Elizabeth Kelly.
1: Oh, yeah. I think she's a lot more classier than we are. She
0: is because she also <laughs> did something incredible with this book where she tied in a love story at oh, the same time. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was fantastic. And I love listening to it. And Richard is a wonderful narrator. I just love his voice. It mm-hmm. sounds so like, I don't know. It's just like cuddly. Is that a weird way <laughs> to say? it? He sounds describe? like a
1: cuddly grandfather.
0: He does. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to, like, sit on his lap and be like, I want Christmas yes. presents.
1: And, but not in a Santa way. Just like, hey, Pappy. Can yeah. Can I get some presents?
0: And I probably wouldn't be 29. Yeah. And sitting on
1: his lap. Probably be like, hmm, Four? Four. Nine. Eight,
0: five? Nine? Fourteen. <laughs> <Nine? 14."
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But, yes, Richard Riemann did a great job. I mm-hmm. loved his voice for the the main characters and yeah. just like, Oh my God. Even though like there was some poacher like villainous that he was doing, which mm-hmm. was really great. It was like deep and like really kind of raspy. Yeah. And I really liked where he was going with that.
0: Yeah. And it was interesting too, because obviously Richard is a male who was um, narrating Maxwell and Jesse. So he had to kind of formulate his voice to be female as well. And I think he did a great job. It almost It wasn't like over the top to where I was like, oh, wow, is this two different narrators? But it did make me forget that I was listening to one person.
1: Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. There was like, I agree. There wasn't a a significant difference between the voice. Yeah. Yeah. The the voices. But you can definitely tell he put some emphasis in other characters and then he put some like qualities in another one. Yes. So that was really awesome to hear. Yeah. And the writing for Elizabeth Kelly was Pretty impeccable. Mm-hmm. It was a really great hour. It kind of flew by.
0: Oh, yeah. We need to talk about the fact that it was just an hour. Oh,
1: yeah. I thought it was like a month of listening, but it was so enjoyable. I was just like relishing in it.
0: Yeah. I totally expected a book of this kind of, um, what was it called? Uh, Like with this message, mm-hmm. with this sort of like story to it to be eight to 12 hours long
1: hmm. And I kind of I felt more like I wanted to hear more about the different characters. Yeah. I was like, I want to see Jesse grown up because in the story, you go back in time. I believe you go back in time and there's Jesse in, the, in the classroom mm-hmm. and she's like learning and you're kind of like really getting involved with her education. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, this, she's really had a passion for animals and and this poaching epidemic. And she's grown up to love this field, yeah. And I wanted to get more of that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get more of her studies and her research, yeah. And I also wanted to hear more of Maxwell. Like, who did? Where did this guy come from? Yeah, Ghana, of course. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it says so in the in the summary. But where did he come from emotionally Ooh. to get him? to this place in his life. Yeah, that's deep. Mhm. Mhm. I felt it. I felt it when he saw the elephant for the first time or the second time. Mm-hmm. He was like, is this the elephant that I love?
0: Yeah. And then knowing that he could or being a little bit insecure about the elephant knowing him and then being reassured that the elephant will know your voice. Mhm. And then just having their interactions happen was just oh my really, God. really wonderful.
1: The I ending, loved it. The ending. Oh. Oh.
0: I was crying like happy tears.
1: so many happy tears. And when the elephant trumpeted, I didn't even know trumpeting was an adjective. I thought it was like
0: you give an elephant a trumpet and it trumpets.
1: Yes. But it has
0: a built-in trumpet.
1: I was like, not only can it paint, but it can listen to audiobooks and play the trumpet. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God.
0: Elephants are so cool.
1: How do you trumpet?
0: I I don't know. And I don't want to. No, no, stop it. of it right now
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i just want to trumpet i want to trumpet at something Someone, i want something to trumpet at me
0: let's just wait for something to trumpet at you you don't go searching to be trump
1: yes uh, okay that's good that's sound, good sound feedback good. does that work mm-hmm. yep. for you Hmm.
0: anyway moving on um yeah i think that the uh greatness of this book is in the writing and there's a little bit of a negative to it as well because I felt like if we had the paperback version of this book, it would have been a little bit more uh, powerful. Mm. We would have been able to understand it a little bit better because there were like snapshots basically Yes. in time. And so it was a little bit hard to follow along at certain points. Mm-hmm. But certainly Richard did such a great job with his voices that I still would recommend getting the book and getting the audio book and just reading along as you listen.
1: I agree. And I'm going to bring that back, the idea of um, Jesse in, in the classroom back because there was this moment where the book transitioned. Yeah. And I had to re- kind of go back and rewind and say, wait, is Jesse Little again? Like, mm-hmm. w- what's going on here? Yeah. And so I realized that she was in, in the classroom setting kind of answering questions that the teachers were asking and and stuff like that. So I wish there were some like more audio directives for us to say 10 years later or 15 or 20, 20 years ago or something yeah. like that, you know?
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something that I wish was in there as well, because I, at certain points, this is a book that you should not do anything else while listening. So I was trying to do some work, but it's kind of impossible to do work and also follow the story of this elephant and Maxwell and Jesse Mm -hmm. um, because their stories are so deep and emotional that you kind of lose track of your work when trying to listen. So it makes it a better experience. If you just sit down on the couch, you can speed this up a little bit. I think I did 1.3.
1: I did 1.25.
0: Okay. And it was perfect. It was nicely paced still.
1: Mm -hmm. I did go to 1.0 and, It was a little long and drawn out. Okay. Like the, just the diction. And I don't, I don't think that's how Richard normally speaks.
0: No. So I feel like there's something in like final production or something like that where they slow it down for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like I just get that sense.
1: Because there's just no, I don't, I don't understand why it sounds so slow. And I'm like, that's how this man is reading this book.
0: Yeah. It's very, very strange because we've had that with a couple different books from a couple different production companies mm-hmm. where it just sounds like I don't know they're
1: slurring but maybe that's the point of it is because there are people that need it slowed down yeah yes. And so they're like let's just keep it on 1.0 uh-huh.
0: yeah that's a very valid point and it's not anything problematic I mean we always just speed our books up and I think at this point we pretty much start all of our books at 1.25 or 1. 1.5 at this point very just true. because a lot of them are slurry Mm -hmm. if we start them at 1.0
1: now i don't know if this is a sequel to this book but there is a second follow-up
0: by elizabeth kelly By
1: elizabeth kelly and it's about elephants as well i want to look it up can i look it up on my goodreads yes because i definitely put this on my goodreads account well i wonder if that one
0: is also an hour long or if it's a little bit longer i don't
1: know it doesn't give you the page number like this one does oh i don't know if it hasn't been hasn't come out yet Because this one did just uh, come out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's probably not out yet because they she seriously just got done a book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it has a pretty cover. Oh,
1: and it has a title and everything.
0: Yeah. I see. I wasn't I can't say that I this is a book that I would have normally picked up because of the cover. Like it it just sort of looked more um, educational, like school educational instead of like interesting real world educational to me.
1: I agree with that. When but, I saw the cover, I was a little intimidated.
0: Yeah. But I am glad that we got this from the audio flow and from Elizabeth Kelly and Richard Riemann because it really changed my outlook on book covers. Like, literally, you can't judge a book by its cover.
1: Exactly. Well, this next one, it's called Two Elephants Work Out. And it's uh-huh. actually two elephants in the shape of bones. So, like, skeleton elephants.
0: <gasps> oh, so, like, that... uh. That was like a dream sequence kind of in the book where the elephant was like escaping and it was kind of like reassembling its bones Mm -hmm. on the other side of the cage.
1: Exactly. That was a
0: really wicked part of the book, too. Yeah,
1: totally. And this is the Kindle version is already out, actually. Dang. The Kindle version came out June 7th, 2018.
0: Okay, so is the last elephant, does she just really like elephants?
1: She might be an elephant researcher.
0: (gasps) Oh. Oh my God, that would make sense because she has so much information about it. Yes,
1: she's so smart about it. So can I read the description for this next one? Yes. Do captive elephants dream? So weird that you said that. Oh my God. It
0: seriously was an elephant dream. Yes. In the book.
1: Only they know. Two elephants work out as a short story from the imagination of the lonely elephant in the last elephant in New York City.
0: Oh, my God. You totally oh God. worked
1: it out. Oh, my God. The elephant dozes off on her first night with the zoo's new night handler, and she dreams of a day outside her cage. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. <gasps> a guardian comes to her aid. How can pieces of aluminum bent into the approximate shape of elephants do a session of high-intensity cookie-cutter lunges? It happens. Free of the pains of her flesh and failing mental health, in skeleton form, she escapes to Central Park and finds friends, and she gets in a much-needed workout.
0: Okay, so I think that Mm. you need to get this book... And you need to get the last elephant in New York City because they go together. It's a companion novel.
1: It's a companion novel. It's a companion short story. Yes. And it won't be too long because if this was an hour, hello. And it's that a short story. Short story. That's why
0: they don't have the page numbers because it's probably like fifteen pages.
1: Yes. If please. Oh, we need to get that one.
0: Oh, I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, me too. I love that little that was a creepy moment in the book and It was. I'm loving how it's being like fleshed out in mm-hmm two elephants,
0: get out. Blushed out. <laughs> Did you get it at first? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway,
0: yeah. I, mm. I think that would be really, really cool to read or listen to. I wonder if they would do an audiobook for that one.
1: Hmm. I wonder if we could get Richard Riemann to narrate this next one, or if he has plans to do so.
0: I don't know. I mean, if it's such a short book, then it might not... Be necessary to have an audiobook, but audiobooks are always necessary, especially for people who can't
1: read. So necessary.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, I really like this book.
1: Me too. Me too. And I would, I think I would, I have an answer for our question.
0: What question is that, Brad?
1: Are we going to shelf this audiobook or are we going to shove this audiobook?
0: Hmm. Okay, let's say our answer at the same time. Okay. One. Two, 2 3
1: shelf it, it.
0: Ah! <laughs> I never know if you're going to go enthusiastic or just kind of like business
1: Oh okay so we do both Yeah All right let's do business shelf it Oh Oh wait 1 2 3 shelf, shelf it. it And then enth- enthusiastic Yes one, which is
0: how we're really feeling
1: one. 2 Oh Mikey's. Sh- <laughs> One, two, three.
0: Shelf it!
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's so stupid.
0: (laughs) We are. Elizabeth Kelly's going to be like, why did my book go to these people? (laughs) Well, because we love animals and we love your message, Elizabeth.
1: And we hate poachers.
0: We really do. I mean, they're really just like the scum of the earth.
1: Really, they are. I mean, I don't even know what's lower than scum of the earth besides a poacher.
0: When you try to make excuses as to why you kill animals for fun, you're really gross.
1: Mm-hmm. Really gross. I
0: don't know. There's just something about it. Mm-hmm. Something about it grinds my gears.
1: Grounds my gears. And I, in the words of Jimmy Fallon, ugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else about this book that we would want to discuss?
1: Hmm. I think we covered it all. Yeah. I think this was a very short and sweet, really great book to discuss on this show.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, I was um, wondering, actually, did you feel like Richard was interested in the book, like in the narration of the book as much as Elizabeth Kelly was in, in probably writing it?
1: Oh, I agree. I think I feel that way wholeheartedly because... Just the emotion that he had, especially in that scene where Maxwell came face to face with the elephant. Yeah. I was just like, this is real. Yeah. This is emotional.
0: Yeah.
1: And then that very last part when he says we, the elephant trumpeted back, I was just like, oh, my God. I could I could feel his like heart yeah. just sink into his stomach and say, like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> you take your sounds so long. <laughs> on on 1.5 of them, but yeah, I agree. I think that he really he really helped me be interested in the material as well,
1: mm-hmm. which was
0: an important thing for the narrator to have to them.
1: Mhm. I agree.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again to the Audio Flow and Jocelyn for Allowing us to listen to this book and uh, review it and also sponsoring this episode. It's so amazing and we love it. And she's like our first sponsor.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Thank you so much, Jack.
0: Ah, I, just, I wish I had fireworks to light off, but I don't. <laughs> if you want to stay up to date with all that we are doing and all that we are releasing, please follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me, like us on Facebook at Audioshelf and Follow us on Instagram at AudioShelf_Podcast. underscore podcast. We are also available wherever you listen to your podcast. So subscribe wherever that is.
1: And if you would like The Last Elephant in New York City by Elizabeth Kelly free on Audible, go to our website and click on the Audible affiliate link located at the bottom to subscribe to a 30-day free trial.
0: Mhm. And also visit Audioflows website because they have a ton of amazing narrators and books that are all narrated and perfect that you can listen to.
1: And if you are so kind and feeling generous, you can go into our Twitter bio and click on the link for Patreon and donate whatever you can. You can also go on Patreon's website and search for Audio Shelf.
0: Yes, and if you, we only have uh, two tiers of this available, but if you donate ten dollars a month, you can become a producer on Audio Shelf, where we will thank you and shout you out in one episode a month.
1: Ooh, that's exciting! Mm-hmm. Who Isn't wants to be it a cool? our show? I don't
0: know. You <laughs> already have one. Yay! <sighs>
1: so until yeah. next time, let's say bye an elephant. Okay. Okay, ready?
0: Uh-huh. Arr!
1: That was really bad. I don't know why we did that. Bye. Bye. This has been Audioshelf, where we release new episodes every Monday.
0: If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me.
1: We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. The audiobook release date was July 18th, 2008. And I'll do that again because my tongue stuck together.
0: <laughs> you have two tongues?
1: Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> You can go into our Twitter bio or our website.
0: No, not yet.